Hey there, my beautiful disabled disciples. Welcome to Handy Slap. I am your host, Reverend Jordan Schrader, and today is Tuesday, August 10th, 2021. We are going to talk about the fear of rejection and wasted opportunities. Coming right up. everybody it's so good to be with you all today on a scorching hot and humid Tuesday in Wisconsin I don't know about you but I just cannot believe how fast the summer has been it's only been like 20 minutes long and you know I've been spent thinking about and what the Lord has been showing me and just not not only in prayer and study just reading scripture but mostly and i've noticed a lot more of god's voice and influence and direction and just my experiences and i think obviously experience speaks very loud in how we um immerse ourselves in god and how we immerse ourselves in just everything uh, so when I think about these experiences that I've been going through lately, uh, you know, I've had a lot of bad experiences in my life. A lot of us have, and I've been having a little bit of a upward direction lately, which is some good things happening recently. God bless it. Uh, just some, um, excuse me, just some wonderful changes and just some good vibes from just certain things going on in my life lately and just thinking about how much God just is interwoven through every opportunity through every decision we make through every choice through every experience again uh, just through every relationship, through every action, thought, and heartbeat that we have. Just how God is interwoven into everything. You know, and then I think about how a lot of us, do a lot of us really live? I've been talking to some people lately about just how they're just really down right now really struggling at this time because of just not feeling like their destinies or their fates or just their lives in general are going the way they want it to. And I think we all can agree with that. Just not going the way we want to see it. That's, I think that's a better way of looking at it, you know. We have the life that God has for us, which is untouchable. And then we got the life of us in our minds and how we look at what we're going to do, what we want to do, how we look at ourselves. You know, in the world, they all say, be you, do what you want to do. And you know, what? that's a lot of pressure. It's like, it's liberating, but it's very pressurized at the same time uh, very pressurized and there's just so much fear 
in how we go about things and anxieties and um, how we self-reflect on those things. You know, like uh, a while ago we talked about, uh, I think we talked about it here, the law in the Bible is a lot like a mirror and it exposes everything, you know, and uh, culture, society, and other people are a lot like mirrors too and how what we do and how we look and how we act is often reflected upon how others perceive us. And you know, we want good reflections. We want to have positive influence. No one to see the dirty stuff, the brokenness, the scars, the ripped tissue. Ultimately where we're going with this excuse me, is the fear of rejection. The fear that no one will take us seriously. The fear that we cannot achieve what we had said we were going to do. Now, the fear of rejection can look like a lot of different things. It can be just that, the fear of rejection. Or if you're a movie fan, like myself, um, you think about the movie Back to the Future. Now, in the movie Back to the Future, uh, Marty McFly, Michael J. Fox, his character, um, his entire family um, deals with a lot of failure and not going forward and not making the right decisions to change their lives. A lot of times they're stuck. A lot of times they're just afraid of how to be themselves and make life and their future whatever they want it to be. As said by Doc at the end of the third film. But now this all started with Marty's dad, George McFly, and how his thing when Marty visits him in high school, um, disguised as Calvin Klein, which is hilarious, his whole spiel is um, fear of rejection because of fearing that people will say it's not good enough or that he is no good. He always says the line, and I'm paraphrasing here, I just don't think I can take that kind of rejection. And coincidentally, Marty feels the same way, but he shows it a different way as well. Actually, he literally kind of just says the same thing in the beginning of the movie when he talks about uh, his fear of rejection because of his music. See, Marty's dad was a like a secret sci-fi writer, but he was so afraid to expose himself of it because of rejection. And now I know that type of fear, because it was never handled and properly taken care of and suppressed, that was passed down to Marty and his other siblings. That being just staying where you are and not going forward and not taking any opportunities, wasting them away. So, when you look at this movie, it's not just about 
the fear of rejection or, or the fear of success, you could say. But it's about the fear of rejection that comes with success, which is an entirely different understanding, yet very much the same. Because when you do achieve that success, it's like, okay, then what? And then you go through all that entire process of, okay, I did all this work, I made it, but what if they, what if I fall from it? What if I just don't live up to it anymore? Or what if I can't handle to go what's next of it? That's what I really see it as. What is that fear rejection is? What do I do once I have it? You know, it's kind of like, again, another movie reference. In The Dark Knight, uh, the Joker gives um, Harvey Dent an example of his madness and his anarchy and all that jazz. It's like the Joker describes himself as a dog chasing after, I can't remember what it was, like a predi- uh, like a, a prey or like um, the, the mail truck or something like that. It's like he's in the pursuit, it's the madness. But then it's like, he wouldn't know what to do if he caught it. It's like, then what? So when you think about that, you think about all the opportunities that came about you. All the different opportunities that came before you and what to do in that situation when it comes to you. Maybe it's a love interest that you want to go for, but you fear not just what this person will say, but what comes after the approval. What do we do once we finally have what we want? That's what I really want to look at. Not just a love interest, but it's a job application, like a job or career that you really want. Like in Back to the Future, it's with becoming a famous writer or becoming a famous musician. Uh, Maybe you just want to start a good family. Uh, Just whatever. Uh, Just all these kind of fears that the world tells us that it is our oyster. That we can do anything once we put our mind to it. That we can do absolutely anything. We can put our mind to it. We can accomplish anything. Another Back to the Future quote. Sorry. And so we think about why is it about rejection? Sorry, what is it about rejection that makes us feel this way? Well, it hits us in the core of who we are. Rejection hits us to our deepest cores and exposes our deepest pains, our deepest traumas, our deepest hurts, our deepest whatever. It just hits us in the deep. And the core of who we are, if we expose that, we're ruined, we feel like. If people see that core and we expose ourselves then people will judge us immediately and tear us down. They won't like what they see. Nothing like that. That's what we all go through. And then I think about how much Jesus trusted in his disciples for them to throw everything away completely. We've talked about this before, too. But to throw away their lives completely 
to put the com the complete trust in this Messiah who just shows up, even though they knew about it and they knew what was to come, but for them to completely throw everything away and harness to harness this opportunity was mind blowing. Even today, just to read it in the cultural context, in the society context, in the scriptural and the historical context, and you read how that would have been because that was like throwing away their livelihood, throwing away their jobs was literally their livelihood because of how the, the local economies worked and um, the uh, commodities of the different cities and villages, like being fishermen, throwing that away, you literally threw your life away. And so I think about all the disciples, you know, John, Andrew, uh, Mark, uh, Matthew, Peter, obviously, and uh, Luke comes later, but still. Um, and then I think about, of course, Judas. Everyone knows Judas as the one who betrayed Jesus, the one who would throw him away for some money. For shekels of silver, that would be the ultimate betrayal. To throw away the savior of the world, to get rid of him for a worldly pleasure. To take the world and to choose our own decision, our own way instead of Jesus for our own gain. That's something I see here. Or that's something that scripture says here. And how Jesus calls all of us, chooses us, and what do we do? Well, in Judas's case, to have one of the greatest, if not the greatest opportunity to be one of his disciples, to be with him in his circle, to witness everything and to be there for all those things and to have a life so given to you to be to choose and to not choose to be in this to live a life of wasted opportunity how he was called by Jesus himself how he was part of the disciples how he was unwilling to go further to complete what Jesus had called him to do now we could get into a theological um, quarrel or discussion about all of this and um, whether it's Calvinism or non-Calvinism um, as in like the Judas have a say in his ministry. Did Judas have a say in his decisions? Was Judas Judas's betrayal part of the plan all along? As in, was he like predestined for that lifestyle? Not in the sense of like uh, he was predestined and then fell away, but in the sense of like, 
he was pre-programmed to make those decisions, to waste the opportunity, in the sense that Judas was had to go through all of that, that wasted opportunity lifestyle to fulfill the mission of God. We're not going to talk about that side today necessarily, although we can at another point. It's a very, very hardcore discussion to talk about and get into. But the point is today that God calls us to do many different things, all kinds of beautiful things in our lives. Maybe we're born with gifts, the gift of writing, the gift of music, singing, the gift of preaching, the gift of um, bringing creative arts and helping other people, have the gift of having a strong intellectual mind, of being a student and bringing your knowledge to the world for the good of mankind. All kinds of things. All kinds of gifts and talents that can be used for the glory of God's kingdom. For all those things and how we look at it, we stop because of the fear of rejection. What people will say, what people will do to us if we don't. And I know God's going to call us to do many things. Even before we become believers, God's going to give us those senses, those urges, those feelings of being called to use our gifts and talents for his purposes. Maybe it's using your gift of music in your church, or the gift of speaking in your church, or helping out with the youth. Helping out with any kind of way, all of your passions and opportunities that you have chosen, or I should say we have chosen for our own gain. To seek the pleasures of the world, to seek the direction of our own way, that we want to make life how we make it. I hate to kind of disagree with Doc Brown there in Back to the Future. I mean, he's right in the sense that our choices are our choices, but God sees the whole picture. And he saw the whole picture for Judas. And yet, Judas was still called. He was still in the presence of Jesus still in the presence of God in the flesh. What have we been doing with our lives? You look at Judas and how he became the biggest hypocrite and the biggest betrayer or backstabber in all history. People say like Benedict Arnold or people like that, but no, it was Judas. And how Judas just had that intimacy with the Lord himself. And he chose against him. How he chose to not go through with him. 
And so, what have we been doing with our lives? What is our excuse for not making those decisions? What are we so afraid of in this life that the Lord hasn't already experienced? For God has experienced every pain, every iniquity known to man. Nothing is unfamiliar to God. And nothing can separate us from God. Now, I got to think about maybe we want to be under God, to be with God, but do we really know Him? Do we really know Him intimately? People will gather around and say, Lord, Lord, do you remember me and all the things I did for you? And in Matthew 7, the most terrifying passages in all of Scripture, and Jesus says, Back away, for I never knew you. Depart from me. Which is the most terrifying rejection we will ever experience. We fear man at times more than God. We fear what people will say about us. But something that Judas kind of forgot that we can learn every day is that Jesus taught that the world hated him first. And they will continue to hate him as in Jesus first. Therefore, they will hate us. The world will reject us because of our rejection of them. Our rejection of worldly pleasures, worldly commodities, worldly lifestyles that will only exploit our gifts and talents for the wrong reasons rather than being used to glorify God. Those are the kind of rejections that we ought to think about. The rejection of God when we choose to reject Him and only say that we are on His team when we are only spectators. And so, does God really know you? Have you passed so many opportunities and wasted so many opportunities in your life that you can't even recognize them anymore? Is your fear of rejection so bad that you just can't go through with anything? Well, that's something we all have to go through. We all will go through on a daily basis. But the Lord has your heart. Take courage in that. No matter what you are experiencing today, whether you are disabled like myself, and you feel like opportunities were robbed from you. Maybe someone took away your opportunities growing up and you just never felt like you had the right time for an opportunity or you missed your time and now you're just sitting in the back seat. But the Lord is never done with you. Embrace him today 
and pray for his direction and Holy Spirit to enter your life. Let's pray together, shall we? Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this audience, for this podcast, and for your Holy Spirit to touch all those who have gone through life and are still experiencing life in the fear of rejection, living in the fear of rejection of all people and all things, and living in the fear of failure that comes with success, just the fear of failure in general. But Lord God, we cannot fear man any longer. For what can man do to us that you are above? For you are above all man and all creation. It is you who we love and connect ourselves to. And we trust in you and we worship you. Help all my people who are listening, myself and all people all over the world who are suffering from failure the fear of failure that comes with success and the fear of rejection Lord God to take opportunities to pray for your Holy Spirit to work through our opportunities that you give us I pray over this all people in Jesus name Amen well thank you so much for listening to this episode of Handy Schlapped I am your host Reverend Jordan Schrader I may take the next week off to work on my Handy Schlapped archive so that all episodes, old and new, will be available on YouTube to broad, to a big wider the audience base, to make more interactivity with comment sections and just to make it more accessible for people. So stay tuned for that. I'll let y'all know when that's up and running. I'm working on it. It takes a while. We're already 35 episodes in. So it's going to take a little while to convert all those old MP3s into um, MP4 video files. So bear with me and take care. Take it easy. Stay safe. And God bless.